just want to pray for Stephen. Let's extend our grace to Stephen. He's going to bring the word for us this morning. Lord Jesus, as we pray for Stephen, we ask that you give him wisdom, Lord. We ask for your Holy Spirit to give his, um, his words life, Lord Jesus. Because this is not Stephen speaking. This is you speaking to your people, to your church. But you're using Stefan this morning, Lord, and I know he agonized in this week to make sure that he brought the, the, the proper message, Lord, to hear your heart in this. We extend our grace to him, Lord Jesus, this morning as he blesses us with your word. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bernard. Good morning, everyone. If you didn't listen to Bernard's prayer, my name is Stefan. And, uh, yeah, I... It is great being here. It's great seeing all of you. And, um, yeah, what a year. 2023, I almost said 2024. 2023 has been a great year. And, um, well, great year personally for us. I hope for you as well. But I, I actually, I typed on the Google machines and I just wanted to see what, what happened this year and what, what stood out in, in the eyes of the world for 2023. And, uh, some of the top stuff was, Buzz Aldrin got married at the age of 93. That is impressive. Um, India became the fourth nation to successfully land a spacecraft on the moon. Donald Trump became the first former U.S. president to have his mugshot taken. War, war broke out in Ukraine and Israel. That's less, uh, less good news. And uh, the Springboks won the Rugby World Cup for a record fourth time. And uh, because of that, we've got holiday next week, Friday. So, and Max Verstappen broke all the records, more sports records, none. And uh, but um, I think the thing that stood out for me the most in 2023 was how the Lord added to us in Josh Chen Otsurang. I um, I did a not a very Intense study. I just searched on WhatsApp the adults that atten- attended Josh Chen during all the weeks from January through to, to December. Go and have a look and you'll see the first quarter of the year. We did all right in the middle of the year. Mm, but yet at the end, the Lord's been adding to us. And that is because of how the Lord's been working in all of us and just the faithfulness and the love that's been extended by all of you to the other people. And uh, I think that's that's brilliant. But <laughs> uh, you guys know that when it rains, it's not just the good stuff that grows, but it's the bad stuff that grows as well. And um, that's why my message this morning, and uh, it's one that the Lord, I believe, is laid on my heart. It's kind of like uh, on the back of what Darby said earlier, um, you know, is our sails up. Um, it's a warning message. This one, it's kind of like a heating, and I can't say that I see it particularly, but it's like, let, let's try and kill this thing before it even gets up. You know, let's spray the, let's spray the activity, roundup. Let's spray the roundup. Let's kill it before it shows its head. And um, it was a really difficult message for me to prepare um, because I feel like a hypocrite, hypocrite preaching it. And, uh, yeah, so, so a, a big obstacle, I believe, uh, that's going to stand between us and growth in next year is us. <laughs> so, so the title of our preach is, it's not about us. And, uh, and I want to look at 
why do we make it about us? Why we shouldn't make it about us? And how can we not make it about us? And uh, so my first verse is Romans 14, 7 to 8. For none of us live to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. We don't even die for ourselves. <laughs> I mean, the significance of those words, um, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, so what's the problem? Why do we always tend to drift to live for ourselves so much? You know, we walk out here Sundays, we're ready, we're fired up for God, and um, come Monday morning, the first email or the first tracker that breaks or the first uh, sick patient gets under your nerves and, and, and it feels like we tend to drift. And we spoke about it this week at Community. That's what it is. It's a drifting. It's just a casual going somewhere. And then when all of a sudden you see, you're like, where am I? How did I get here? And the Bible talks about flesh. Sorry. The Bible talks about our flesh. Oh, that's better. So who's, who's read about the flesh? Or who's, who's seen the word the flesh in the Bible? It's quite a very strong word. Thanks for that. And um, so, but, but what is flesh? And the Bible also talks about our carnal nature or the sinful nature. So what is flesh? And I made some notes. Uh, the flesh is the thing that sin penetrated with the fall of Adam. So when Adam sinned in the garden, sin penetrated the flesh. There was no sin. Sin had nothing to penetrate. It wasn't anywhere. But then Adam sinned and it penetrated the flesh. It is the vessel for sin and it is the body we are born in. Um, were there no flesh, there would be no sin. It's our old self and it's the state we are in before we were born again. Or are born again. So that's like, it's the out chacha. That is in the new Stefan translation, it's the chacha, um, is the flesh. So just to further explain, if you don't understand, who of you have done something, or you're about to do something, that you know it's wrong? And everything in you does not want to do it, but then you still end up doing it. Never. Yo, you're perfect. <laughs> Just did it. <laughs> What's that joke about the guy who said he's, who's, who's never sinned? And there was this guy who, who raised his hand and he said, oh, I bet you're proud about that. He said, yes, congratulations, you just sinned. <laughs> anyway, so that's the flesh, you know. It's that thing where, no, I don't want to do it, but still I do it. It is, it's the thing in us that keeps us away from God. And the flesh is the thing that stands opposed to the Spirit. And we are either led by the flesh or we are led by the Spirit. So it's kind of like a state we are in. We're either in the state of the, of the flesh or we are in the state of the Spirit. And a lot of it's the choosing. Anyway, I'll get back to that. Um, so the reason we always tend to make it about ourselves 
um, is because of this flesh and the sinful nature. So we kind of, um, we kind of draw, naturally draw towards that. So why shouldn't we make it about us? Um, and if there's one trademark about the flesh I want to zoom into, it's, uh, let's call it a name, let's give it selfishness. You know, searching our own desires, putting that above other people's wants and needs. And, um, you know, it is so ingrained in us. And, uh, it's a very, a very simple example, but it's something I've noticed lately. When I make coffee for me and Joni, it's the same mug, but the one's fuller than the other one. And I'm like, I want that full one. I'm going to give you the less full one. And it is so, it's such a small thing. <laughs> That's why I'm so awake. He's so sleepy. Yeah. So, and, and even in preparing this message, I, I constantly had to just figure out, Stefan, why, why, why is this being said? Is this being said to sound clever or to whatever? Or is this because it's the truth? Or is that because what the Lord wants, the Lord wants the people to hear? And we, it's, it's everywhere. And it's something that we as a congregation, if we want to grow, must really, really, or continue to grow, really look out for. And, you know, we are so surrounded by it in the world, that image, please. Um, this is just something that popped up in the week. One of my emails, I hope you guys can see it. Uh, they, I'm not going to shame the, the company that sent it. But there it says, at top left, best the Jan. I'm also a Jan. Jan is not our only Jan. And uh, I'm just, it's an Afrikaans, unfortunately. I'll, I'll translate as we go. But it says, voordat jy hierdie feest tyd al jou swaar verdiende geld... Aan geskenke vir ander bestee, maar ook seker jy bederf eers jouself met a geskenk wat jou nooit sal teleerstel nie. And I was like, Jesus? No, it's investing in my annuity fund. What they're saying there is, the first thing I must do with all my heart and money is spoil myself. I must give that to myself. And you can see there in the white block again, wanneer geskenke hierdie seisoen uitgedeel word, moet nie vergeet van jouself nie. And thanks. And um, that is just so, so contradictory to the world. Did the name of the company stand there? Oh, no. <laughs> Quickly take it off. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to name it, shame. Anyway, um, so, so we are we're so surrounded by that. Everything in the world just screams out, me, me, me. I don't know who of you guys saw The Matrix. We actually spoke about it the other day. There's this famous line. Me, me, me. And uh, guys, let's, let's just see what the word uh, says about it. So James 3, verse 14 to 16. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. So James did not sugarcoat selfishness. And uh, the words used are the, the words used to describe selfishness are earthly, unspiritual, demonic leading to disorder 
and every vile practice. And these are not my words. These are not any of our words here. These are the words in, in the Bible. It's the words of James, the brother of Jesus. So I think it should be taken up quite seriously. If he said it, it was for a reason. Someone once said um, that if you want to be an unhappy Christian, be a selfish Christian. And I truly believe, I truly believe that's true because we, we live in a way after we've been born again that, it, that we're not meant to live in. It's almost like you were born again and you were made for a certain image or you were made for a certain purpose and you're living the exact opposite. We were made not to be selfish. We were made to be giving as Jesus, our example, showed us. So selfishness, it's a relationship ruiner. Um, it, it ruins relationships between friends, um, between a husband and wife. Most importantly, uh, between us and God. How can I properly love someone if I keep seeking my own will and my own desires first? And how can we know the will of the Lord if we are too busy making it about ourselves? As Christians, we gave up our rights when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We don't live for ourselves. We don't die for ourselves. If we live, it is to honor the Lord. So to what extent did we give up our rights? Um, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 7 to 8. Oh, this convicts me. Uh, to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded, but you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers? Paul is saying the moment we're fighting with brothers, uh, that's well, within the body, um, for our own rights, the battle is lost. It doesn't even matter anymore why we're fighting. But you say, I'm in, I'm in the right and he's in the wrong. I'm fighting for what's right. That is not what's right in the Lord's eyes. You know what's right in God's sight? To put your brother's needs above your own. That's what's right in his eyes. And it doesn't matter what's right in the Lord's eyes. And that is also so contradictory to what the world thinks. So you say, yes, dear fun, but that's referring to only amongst believers, because here James is talking about only amongst believers. And then uh, Matthew 5 Verse 38 to 48, be patient, it's a lot of reading. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs, from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, 
What more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Yo, strong words. It's, you read it, or I've read it a lot, and then I go, how am I going to do this? And if that's what you're thinking, welcome to the club. And the standard of Jesus is just almost, it's almost just impossible. And it makes me think sometimes, how, how are we going to do it? And so that's where we come to the part of, so how can we not make it about us? So remember, um, selfishness is, is a fruit of the flesh. So we can't address selfishness before we address the flesh. Resolve the flesh. And, um, yeah, so when it, when it comes to believers, us who are believers, um, I think, I believe we've got kind of like two kind of, two kinds of people. I want to say two kind of believers, but it's those who feed and gratify the flesh. Um, it's, it, it, we can sometimes think, I'm saved. I'm fine. The Lord did it for me and he did do it for us. And uh, he set me free, but guys, we've been bought with a price. And it's not just a price, it's the price of Jesus. It is a life like none has ever walked on this earth that has been paid for us. And for us then to go and say, well, he's done that, now I can do what I want. That's just not how it works. And... um and then there's those believers who want to improve the flesh. And I'm one of those. I'm, I'm so guilty there. And uh, the thing about the flesh is that it's very deceiving. It makes you think you've sinned and you feel bad and you think, Lord, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that thing right. And all you're doing is in your flesh, you're trying to improve the flesh. And... Romans 8, 8 actually says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The state of the flesh, and there's the state of the spirit. And when we're in the state of the flesh, we cannot prove God. We cannot, um, we cannot live for God. And it doesn't matter, you can do all the good deeds in the world. It doesn't matter. Flesh is flesh, and it gives birth to death. It is only the spirit and it's only the Lord that uh, that saves. So the rela- the reality is, in our flesh, we cannot overcome the flesh, and the standard set by Jesus is impossible to follow in the flesh. And I didn't give the verse, but Jeremiah thirty verse fifteen, please. It's a it's a prophecy, obviously, that Jeremiah gave. And um, he gave it to the people when, to the people of Israel when they were living in their flesh and they were living in their rebellion. And they also tried to make it right. They also tried to live in their flesh 
Oh, sorry, Jeremiah 30, verse 15. 1 5. Uh, okay. Sorry, next one, please. Sorry, guys. It's okay. But the point about it is the verse is um, in repentance and in rest lies your strength. After that, the Lord goes and he says to the people, don't try and do this yourself. It is in repentance and it's in rest and it's in trust in the Lord. That's where your strength is. Our strength doesn't lie in what we can do and what we can achieve for God. But it lies in what, what God can do for us while he's living through us. And uh, our, we, don't carry, we don't carry our religion or we don't carry our beliefs or our God. Our God carries us. And um, we must never get to that point where we think, I'll have to do and I'll have to do and I'll have to do otherwise, otherwise. Because then we're just back in the flesh. And then on the other side... Let's try and avoid the, the, the part where we say, I've been saved. I'm all good. And um, we kind of forget and we nullify the work that's been done on the cross by our Lord. So that's actually my message. It's a, it's a very short one, but it's, it's one for, yeah, it's one that's really on my, on my heart about the selfishness and just us living for ourselves and how that is the thing that we must try and avoid by all costs for the year that's coming. And I want us to, if there's anyone who feels after the service that after we've, um, we've prayed that you, you'd like you'd like to talk about this or you'd like some time for ministry and just for us to pray for you and pray along with you, just to come afterwards, just come to the front, come to me or to Davi or to Bernard or to, to whoever you feel comfortable, one of the leaders. And let's really look to resolve this thing um, you know, just just with prayer and, and with the Lord. So can I ask you guys just to close your eyes, please? Yeah, oh Lord, yeah, oh, just thank you. Um, yeah, thank you that you've done it all. Thank you that in repentance and in rest, we can just rely on you, Father. Because the work that needs to be done, we cannot do, Father. But you can do it. And um, yeah, you've said that we should walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And I really pray for us, let us not try and replace the flesh with more flesh, but that we shall do it with the Spirit. And that you would just walk in us. And, and for the rest of this year, it's a very difficult time of the year because everything revolves around, or not revolves around, but there's so many gifts and planning and feasting and um, just a lot of satisfying our, our own needs going on. And in this time, just make us aware just keep us vigilant that it's not about us, Father. 
whether we live or whether we die, it's all for you, Lord. So I really pray that for us in this day and in the week. Um, yeah, just keep us more dependent, relying on you, just clinging to you as our only hope for this world. And I, I really pray for anyone who, who may be convicted by the message, just to come to the front afterwards, so that we can just spend some time in ministry, and uh, yeah, that we can just look to to resolve these these problems, Father, just through Your Spirit. So we thank You, and uh, yeah, we just bless Your holy name. Amen.